Hey guys, it's Hello Waffle and we're back like we never left. Yeah, I've been watching Lovecraft Country and mm-hmm. I'm on episode 8 of the first season. I don't know, have they got a renewed, I don't know if they have a renewed episode. They don't. No, they cancelled. Really? Yeah. Oh, I kind of want to know why they cancelled. But anyway, I know you've already watched it, but my thoughts on it, right, it's just, do you know what? It's, okay, cinematography and everything else is actually really good and I'm very much impressed. Some of the effects, you know, they're not as great, but it, it still looks really good. Quality looks really good. But the thing is with me with shows like this is that the witchcraft element of it, I always have to like pray either whilst I'm watching it or before I watch it so that I feel like I'm protected. I'm Because <laughs> I don't know what they're saying in their um in their in their spells and stuff or whatever they're saying. It sounds like they're speaking in tongues sometimes, can't lie. But yeah, I always feel like I have to pray. I don't know about you, but yeah, man. And yeah, I mean, um, Huh? No, I was gonna say I thought it was a good show. Really? Well, what did you like about it? Um, I felt like there were parts of it where I was like, okay, I didn't need that. Um, because it got a little bit kind of like too into like I don't know a bit weird. Um, specifically with one character. Um, Wait, which character? I can't remember her name. But I feel like it was the sister, the dark skinned sister. Um, Letty's sister. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I feel like her storyline got like very weird. Um, but I felt like there was a lot of of interesting stuff. Um, so like them going to to that city, you know, um, and like the racial dynamic and kind of like. You know, oh, yeah. finding out like their lineage and stuff like that. I felt like there was a little, a lot of interesting stuff in the story. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was kind of like hoping to see season two, but obviously, like, I don't know for some reason they just decided not to renew it. Um, yeah, maybe I'm with the views or something. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they cancelled it. But yeah, same with me. That I kind of I like to see the um, historical element towards it. Like, there's even a part where they went back into the future and then. Um, uh, what's her name? Oh, she has the name of a goddess, but I couldn't check. It starts with a H. Um, I think it's goddess of like, or the queen of the Amazons or something like that. Whatever her name, that's what it stands for. Um, yeah. Like the mother of Diana. Um, her she went back into the future, and then there was like elements where she became a warrior, or became like, um, this like artist, famous artist back in the days, dance or whatever. And I kind of like that aspect of it. And even the race race element of it as well, but yeah, I I get what you're saying. It got really weird. Like remember last time you were saying, oh, you know, when that when the black woman turned into white, I was like, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But now I watched it, I was like, um, what am I watching? Right, like seeing the visuals of that, and then like every time it got kind of harder, which is too weird. Like yeah, man. especially Could've... when she came out of it, like when she was coming out of the skin, that was yeah, it's nasty, bro. That was disgusting. <laughs> oh my gosh, it actually peeled like she like the skin peeled off like it was Yeah. Like, oh god, yeah, that was nasty. Well kind of it was kinda of cool, like <laughs> it was kinda of cool <laughs> the way they portrayed it and then um and then to find out that the white girl was uh imitating William the whole time. Christina was imitating William the whole time. Yeah. That was a bit yeah. crazy. Because they beat. I can't even remember it that well, but I'm pretty sure I was oh, shocked at that it. point. Yeah, you watched it time ago. I keep, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, uh, Christina was pretending to be William. William seduced uh, Letty's sister before she turned white, and even during the time that she was white as well. And then, yeah, in the, in the end, she found out that it was Christina the whole time. Mad. And then they, oh, they beat whilst she was turning back, whilst um the oh, black lady was turning don't. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was disgusting. But it was such a sick scene, yeah, but it was so disgusting at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. That... 
that's actually something else. But at the same time, I, I still talk about witchcraft and stuff, but I like, like, Teen Wolf and stuff, those kind of stuff, but that feels far-fetched from witchcraft, but it kind of still is witchcraft, you know, or magic, or whatever it is. I wouldn't particularly say witchcraft. Like but what? yeah, humans turning into vampires, not not vampires, werewolves, and yeah, it has an element of what well, you know they do talk about, you know, immortality and and that kind of stuff. Um, so I guess yeah, it has an element of of magic and being in the spiritual realm. But I wouldn't say it's a witchcraft, though, as in like casting spells. You get me? But isn't witchcraft like all of that? Casting spells and the whole spirituality thing, time traveling and this and that, this and that. Maybe not to me. I feel like when you say witchcraft, it always has those negative connotations behind it. Yeah, you true. get me. But when I watch, if I watch something about like the Vampire Diaries, to me, they had a witch in it. But for me, it wasn't. There wasn't really much negativity about it or they didn't it didn't have negative connotations around it for me like it was a very normal show you get me um um i'll say for well, what's that show on what's that show about it's called vampire something or no the originals and it has yeah vampires but then it has the witches as well mm-hmm. i feel like there isn't necessarily a negative connotation with the witch well Technically, there is a negative connotation, but it's like they kind of work alongside each other. Obviously, they're enemies, but they still exist in the human world. So, do you think, yeah. like, okay, these shows happen, but do you think that this actually happens in real life? Like, there's vampires, there's werewolves, there's witches, wizards, there's all sorts. I think there's there's witches and wizards, but yeah. I. I can't see there being wells and vampires. But there's them niggas that drink blood, you know. Yeah, I feel like they drink blood, but it doesn't do nothing to them. <laughs> I don't know. I literally feel like, because there's so many, like, it can't just be based on fiction. There's so many things around it and so many, so many adaptations and so many versions of stories and stuff like that that a portion of it has to come from somewhere. It has to come from reality somewhere. Like it's like um it's like uh the nursery rhymes. We all thought, oh ring a ring of roses. It was like a nice story, but that that stemmed from a horrifying story. True life story. Mad. Yeah. And we're just thinking it as little kids thinking, oh this is cute. Yeah. Um but with vampires, vampires is like the whole thing about it is, well, I feel like it is anyway, um, is immortality. And for me, that like that's just not real. But technically, 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 mm-hmm. is that not what Christianity sells us? Immortality. Yeah, but you die and then, or then live. you're immortal in another realm. So but I'm talking about, die. no, as in vampires, you're the same on earth forever like you don't grow you don't get older or like you know i mean you get older but like you don't necessarily age yeah but it's still selling the same okay it's in the physical realm but it's still selling the same thing it's still the same vibe no of course like it's definitely in the same stratosphere in terms of like belief (laughs) yeah you get me yeah but my personal conviction is telling me Christianity is real. Um, and obviously that's, that's a lot of that's got to do with how I've been raised and how I've been influenced and yeah, what I choose to believe. And then for me, like vampires and werewolves, I just haven't seen it. It's mad how I put like empirical evidence like, I need that for vampires and werewolves, but for Christianity, I don't really need empirical evidence. Yeah. that That's an interesting thing that I've just put. I was going to ask, which is, it sounds like I'm coming for a Christian deal, but I'm, I'm a Christian. But do you think, like, sometimes as us Christians, we're just ignorant? In terms of... Yeah. 100%. 100%. 
definitely. Like, um, like, for me, like, I was thinking, like, we just refuse to believe that some things exist. I feel like you have to be ignorant to be a Christian, though. Why? Explain. Because you're ignoring science. Yeah. Or science as we know it. You're ignoring a lot of empirical evidence. You get me? Mm. So you're saying that there is a God that exists beyond this realm, but there is no empirical evidence, which we use on a daily basis for so many things that we believe in. Like I'm sitting on a chair right now and I know it's a chair. Like, I I mean, I know it's going to hold me up because it's been tested and tried so many times. You get me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But like when it comes to Christianity or when it comes to religion for other people, like what you're going off a lot of the time is faith you see what i mean so yeah you have to i feel like you have to be ignorant as a christian now there is a difference between being ignorant in terms of like having that faith and then being ignorant in terms of like rejecting everything else you get me in terms of like other religions ideas or you know whether it's astrology and stuff like that i feel like that's when it kind of gets kind of like twisted and almost negative because mm. it's like you start to insult other people's kind of like belief systems. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I still feel like if you are someone of faith, you have to be, you have to be ignorant. That's well, they, that is mad, but they do say ignorance is bliss. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say on this. Kind of like, I, I get what you're saying. hundred percent. I get what you're saying. Like, there is an element of like ignorance that we have to do to blindly like follow a, a religion. Not blindly, yeah. but obviously we seek for ourselves our own answers and stuff. But even if, if even within ourselves, I could say to you, the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said this and this and this, and this mm-hmm. is true to me. But that's to me. It doesn't mean that you know, I can't necessarily prove it. I mm-hmm. can't necessarily say that um, this other person heard the same thing because it's my own thing. Um, okay. Pause there. Okay. You said you could say the Holy Spirit said this, this, this to you, right? Yeah. And you put emphasis on to me. You get me? Yeah. Now, I think that's a very logical thing when putting emphasis on that to me you get me i believe it and it's me i believe it you get me now a lot of people will take that experience how many christians do we know that will take a personal experience and be like okay now you have to believe because of what i felt you get me yeah yeah that's where it kind of like a lot of the time that's where I think people from other faiths or other religions or other beliefs or whatever get so annoyed because it's like because we're putting it on them kind of thing. Yeah, like, you're you're projecting what you felt, but when they when then other religions say the same thing though about Christianity as well. But that's what I'm saying. When they want to when they want to say their own stuff, we're like we've closed our ears. Like we don't want to listen. You get me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. It's. it's Hello waffle. Oh, that leads me to think actually. I don't know if you've watched, but um this was the game for our main topic. But anyway, I can't lie, bro. We're gonna have to scrap you know um the existing structure and just go on vibes today because no, right. <laughs> let's just go on vibes, it's fine. I like um, I like yeah. it, I like it. <laughs> but yeah, what's it called? Um I was watching this documentary. I don't know if you watched it. I don't know if you saw my story, but I was watching uh, the documentary of Hillsong. <laughs> <Real quick>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, uh, yeah, have you watched it? Have you? Um, I there's haven't. A, there's a few documentaries on Hillsong at the moment. There was one where one guy who was an atheist, he just decided to follow them, that Hillsong members, and just record them. And the main pastor was like, I think his name is... Um, Brian Houston was like, yeah, come through, record, do your thing. So that one was just like, you know, 
called. That's on BBC Advert. There's another one that just came out, which was basically exposing Hillsong to mm-hmm. corrupt, right? And that one's on um, Discovery Plus, which is a streaming uh, platform for those who yeah. watch. But yeah, so basically, I've just finished watching it, right? I don't know what my question is, but it was leading from what you were just saying about ignorance or like Christianity's pushing their beliefs onto others. Mm-hmm. And mega churches such as Hillsong, which mm-hmm. personally, I grew up on Hillsong. Do you know what I mean? I grew up on so many other. Okay, okay, I can't say I grew up on Hillsong. I grew up on Hillsong worship. That's what I grew up on. Let me not say right. that's completely different. So yeah, I grew up on um, the worship, the Hillsong worship side of things. And, you know, there's so many other mega churches um, around the world, right? Um, mm-hmm. Wherever they're based, that people follow. And they tell people this is the truth and the way, this is how it should be, this is how you should lead your life. But then what happens when stuff like this comes out? Like, what happens when they're exposed? Like, what then? Does that make um, sense? Yeah. I actually go to Hillsong. Um, Do you? The, yeah, I go to the UK branch. The, oh, this the... is I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good um, thing I didn't start cussing um, <laughs> them. Yeah, I go to, I go to um, the Tottenham Court Road branch in London. Um, I've always wanted. Okay, I actually always wanted to go to a Hillsong church, but I just never got the chance. Yeah, um, I think any rational human being looks at mess or looks at evil or looks at what is not going right, points it out and says, "We need to fix that," or "We need to." You know, we can't put it on. We can't sweep it under the rug. You know, it cannot be the elephant in the room. We need to deal with that. You get me? Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like a lot of the time in Christianity, for some reason, it's like there's a certain fear where it's like if something happens which is bad with the church, we feel like it cannot get out because if it does get out, you know, it's going to look bad and it will look bad. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't still, you know, deal with the problem. You get me? Now, in a mega church, there are so many people, right? And I feel like there are always going to be incidents. There's always going to be mess. You know, when you have just that many people, humans by nature, you know, there's an evil side to humans. So there's always going to be something that happens good bad whatever now i am so more accepting of an organization which looks at their wrongdoing and calls it out and deals with it in an accountable manner than just tries to kind of like hide it or pass it or you know like oh you know he's this person in this organization we can't really you know say much or do anything about it so you know we're going to comfort you in the corner here but we're not going to really take any action. You get me? Because then that just, it just builds and it builds and it builds until you get this moment where it's like, now Hillsong's being exposed. You get yeah. me in documentaries because they just haven't dealt with the the problem. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. I, feel like, I feel like that's where, where I'm at at the moment regarding this. I haven't watched a documentary myself, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like you should watch it. But yeah, my thing with what you just said, right? I guess with Christianity, yeah, there's the like what you said. There's the thing that um, we're like, oh, you know, don't want this to be seen. Even in mm-hmm. families, it happens in families so many times. It's like this doesn't want to be seen by everyone else. Keep it in house. You know, it will look bad. People will turn away from the church. People will turn away from God. Da 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 da. And yeah. then this other side of like, oh, let's let's extend grace to this person. They made a mistake, you know. Mm-hmm. They cheated on their wife. Yes, pastor cheated, but you mm-hmm. know, let's extend grace because mm-hmm. you know we're Christians. So it's like, where's the you not where's the line kind of thing? Like, where where as Christians, where is the line to you know extend grace and be like, you know what, 
as Christians, it teaches us to forgive and God gives us grace and we should extend that to others. But then as as well as like not necessarily push things under the rug, which a lot of Christians do, a lot of African households do as well. Um, yeah. My experience anyway. Um, but then like what you're saying to then address it because yeah because if you extend grace and if you sweep things on the rug when are you then gonna actual actually address the situation or deal with it i mean but i fully agree with you i feel like that's that's a lot of the time that's what happens where it's like if there is you know somebody that's messed up you know a lot of christians are like yeah we need to extend grace and it that sort of like extending grace ends up being you know we forgive very easily Mm. and it means that they haven't really learned from the situation you get me but I feel like there's there's a there must be a way to extend grace but also deal with an issue that holds them accountable you get Mm. me um I feel like a spiritual leader who's going through problems we can extend them grace but we can also say okay you need to go through like some sort of counseling or therapy or so you just need to take a break for a while like you cannot be preaching you get me you you cannot be responsible for this flock of sheep right now um now that doesn't mean that we don't we're not going to forgive you or that doesn't mean that we're going to cast you out you know permanently but right now you are not in the right space you get me because when you don't end up dealing with things yeah i mean when somebody is able to do something and not learn from the behavior you get me there's no incentive to to stop yeah true and it ends up just hurting more and more and more and more people yeah no i get you Mm. i get you um I was just thinking about so many different things, but before I ask my other question, the question I actually want to ask, but basically this documentary I was watching about Hillsong, right, was um, three episodes, all like an hour long, right? And the first episode kind of gives like gave like a um, introduction of how Hillsong came about. Um, and then it, it kind of, and it had like interviews of people who used to go to Hillsong, who used to go to churches prior to uh, it being called Hillsong. Um, and who like wrote books or who were journalists basically covering the story kind of thing um, and yeah that was just like a brief overview and how it came about how they began to extend it and obviously one of the reasons was um, obviously it started in Australia and then they got a pastor in America in New York called Carl Lentz and then he yeah. then became famous because he was friends with Justin Bieber. Bieber. Mm-hmm. He was photographed with Justin Bieber, had interviews with Bieber. And then a lot of other celebrities came to the church. And that's how it kind of blew up. And then it had this whole part where um, one person was describing how they would have a VIP area at the front. You know how the front of the church, usually they have pastors and stuff. That is so common in like Nigerian churches. Yeah, like, yeah, carry on. Yeah. In every church, oh, Africa, See, at yeah. the front, they usually have um, seats reserved for the pastors, the guest guest pastors, or the main pastors, or the senior people in the church, right? Deacons, deaconesses, but they usually don't really sit at the front like that. But yeah, so then this Hillsong New York had a section for just celebrities, and they called it the VIP section, basically. And mm-hmm. it kept on where celebrities kept on coming. You know, even um, who's a Kardashian? No, Jenna not uh not kylie kendall jenner even came to that church as well Mm -hmm. she even attended that church so apparently that section kept on expanding 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 and imagine you you're a visitor you go there and you sit take a seat and they're like no sorry you need to get up you need to move this is full of vips not for you i can imagine doing that but anyway that's a whole nother topic i feel but yeah so that yeah first episode second episode there was a whole scandal where carl lentz started having an affair with this other lady um and that went on for five months and then he got exposed for it and he then resigned from his position as pastor or head pastor at the church um yeah and he did that through like an instagram post saying i've been unfaithful to my family i'm stepping down as pastor blah blah blah, blah. Cool. yeah 
Um, and that was the whole thing. And then it also talked about how there was um, a sexual assault at the university. They have a university in Australia. I'm basically exposing it for everyone. But anyway, basically, they had a sexual assault for um, like in their university or college in Australia. And they just didn't deal with it well because the guy who assaulted the girl, his parents were part of the leadership team in the Australian church. Um, and yeah, they kind of just didn't take the girl too seriously and they kept asking her, asking her like, so what happened? Are you sure that happened? Are you sure his wife wasn't there? Are you sure like, you know, he did this? Like they basically didn't handle it well and then they investigated into it after her father had to step in a couple of years later and be like, yo, what's going on? Like my daughter's traumatized. And and even um the pastor spoke on it, Brian Houston spoke on it and said that you know, um, he put a tweet and was like, oh, you know, people are blaming our church, but what happened when she got assaulted in her own father's church when she was younger? When was, like, where was the safekeeping there? And then he had to delete the the tweet because people were onto him, and then he apologised to her father afterwards. But it's just like, if you're a pastor, why would you say that? It just doesn't make sense. But anyway. <laughs> well, you can see, like, even from that response, the level of ego is crazy. It's mad. It's very mad. And then, mm. yeah, the, like, um, after that, the last episode was basically talking about how there was so many, like, uh, sexual assault allegations and so many allegations on the church, but they just never really dealt with them and they uh, pushed them under the rug. Even the college, once you went to the college, you had to sign an NDA. And so many 18-year-olds didn't know what an NDA was, like, why do you have to sign an NDA? Why can I not tell my family and friends what goes on in the church? Why am I volunteering every day of the week and not getting paid? And I have to clean and do all these sorts of things for the church and stuff like that. And yeah. they'll, they'll have like a long list. Don't have sex, don't drink, da 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 They'll ask you intimate questions and stuff like that. And then um, it closed with the whole situation about Brian Houston's father, Frank Houston, who was basically the founder of the church, he assaulted a lot of young boys, sexually mm-hmm. assaulted a lot of young boys. And I didn't know that this was a thing. So really and truly, this whole series to me was very mind-blowing because when I think of Hillsong, I just think, oh yeah, um, Hillsong worship. And I'm thinking, yeah, these are, these are the, basically when it comes to Christian music, gospel music, uh, contemporary worship, Hill songs are the OGs, hundred percent, hands down. The OGs, they're sick. Their songs are sick. You know, we worship to all these songs. But when they put it in the documentary, it made you think about so many different things, like how the way that the songs or the atmosphere is laid out. As soon as you go in, you experience the the presence of God. But is it is it the presence of God or is it the music that's making you feel emotional? What is it? And then yeah, but anyway. For me, um, that documentary, I love, it sounds really bad, but I love church drama. I feel like church scandals are just very juicy to me. <laughs> it sounds so mad. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> no, but I love I love a bit of drama. They, I, I don't know, it, but I just love a bit of drama. Do you know what I mean? And then church drama is just even more juicier. Like, I was watching Greenleaf, and I was like, yeah, there's so many. Okay, that's okay. That's a bit too much. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just feel like church drama is always, like, entertaining. Sometimes I, like, depending on the situation, obviously, I do feel bad. And some things I don't agree with the way that pastors or elders have um, dealt with situations in church. And d- depending on what church it is, that's down to them. But, yeah, church drama is a lot, like, it's in- entertaining at times. But... This Hillsong documentary for me, I just felt like it was a lot. I think towards the end, I just ended up crying because of all the things that had happened. Hello, waffle. But yeah, it just it just had me. Yeah, it just yeah, it just had me in my feels. But yeah, I don't know. I I guess I I don't know stuff like that. When you hear stuff like that, does that sway you from you know certain churches or certain like practices like as in religion or whatever like I don't know um it tells me humans are humans yeah me um 
I don't think you can look to a particular person or a particular organization and put them on a pedestal because I feel like you'll be disappointed if you do so. Um, I, I, I am disappointed in in Christians. I wouldn't say Christianity. I would say I'm disappointed in Christians because it happens way too much. I feel like, mm. um, I don't know. I, I honestly feel like it's so easy. You know what I mean? It's it's so easy. Like All you have to do is just deal with the problem. You get me? Um, but then I guess because it goes down to like personal relationships, you know, nobody wants to be that person that is kind of like telling off their best friend or you know telling off their their mother or their father you get me like Mm. and that's where it it kind of like gets to the point where we're covering up things because we have a personal relationship with someone and we just want to protect them but really and truly we're not helping them which is delaying the inevitable and we're hurting other people at the same time um but yeah I feel like I feel like I feel like you're gonna get this because at the, at the same time Christians are humans so I don't think it, it, it will kind of like take away anything from Christianity per se but I do feel like there is a responsibility to do a lot better yeah well there, there is that scripture that says um I'm paraphrasing but it's about like I think it was Jesus or God I don't anyway it's basically saying that um it's better you tie um a weight round your neck and throw yourself in the river than lead his like god's followers or young young like god's children away from him basically mm-hmm. it's basically like saying it's rather you kill yourself than lead them astray um than you know do anything to turn people away from god but then you have these mega churches doing all of this and you know Brian Houston being in town, he didn't necessarily directly do any of these things. Even Carl Lentz, he, yeah, he cheated, but there's so many cases where this happens and so many people walk away from the church or walk away from the religion because of they they believed in these people. But then again, I say this and not I'm I guess I'm lucky uh contradict myself, but is is there's a danger with Christianity and even other religions where we praise the leaders rather than praising God Himself, and that's why I feel like a lot of people then turn away from God because we had so much hope and so much faith in these leaders, these pastors, these priests, and whatever, and then we find out they do some madness, madness, and then we're like, what? So God is a rule because. This nigga, I thought this nigga was the one. I thought this nigga was legit, but he's yeah. as yeah. terrible as the next person kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I guess there's a danger in both. But yeah, I, I think we all need to find God for ourselves and read the word of God for ourselves um, and not necessarily praise. Yeah, I think... I always used to be like, how do cults exist? Or how do kind of like these people, you know, going back to even Jim Jones in, I think, I don't know when he was in like the 60s or something, but that that Christian guy that managed to, you know, get everybody to kill themselves um, back then. Oh, you haven't heard about that story? No. Yeah, so Jim Jones, um, he was a Christian leader in America. Mm-hmm. who um managed to get his like whole congregation oh he managed yeah to get... i have actually to commit suicide yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it used to be like you know how 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 you know how does this happen and it wasn't until i had a conversation with a friend of a friend who was like um there are so many people who come from like i don't know they just they're just really broken or they're just really vulnerable and then somebody helps them out in a situation or brings them to like Christ in a way you get me and because they 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 haven't had that upbringing where it's like they know this from this or they know this from that it's Mm -hmm. like they look to that person to kind of like show them the way 
and it's up to that person not to take advantage and a lot of the time they end up taking advantage you get me Mm. um which is why cults exist um and yeah it's just it's just really annoying that you have you know so many predatory people in these kind of like positions where it's like they're looking to prey on on innocent minds and kind of like use that to leverage or to you know you know i don't know what what the motive is behind it but it's just it's just really annoying that you know people are looking to others to kind of like help them and they use that to kind of like just do the opposite well question to you well seeing as you're a member at the same time yeah yeah (laughs) does it um anyway but do you think hillsong's a cult um i don't know enough um when i say member i I use that loosely um because me i go church and i duck out immediately yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i could not tell you the inner workings of of that organization at all i i could not i just go in and and leave um so yeah um do i think it's a cult um i would need to like watch more to kind of like understand um yeah i feel like from the outside looking in it just looks like a normal church you get me well, the thing is you always end up seeing things once you're in in like once you start helping out and just yeah yeah you know, especially the ones that have been there for a minute still, it's just like, mm-hmm. when you start hearing all the secrets and you're like, oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I would I would have to, you know, it would have to come from someone inside who's, like, worked and who's been part of, like, groups and all of that to, like, understand, Yeah. you know, whether it, there is a lot more behind it than not. Yeah. But for, I, like, for someone who's just going for the word and then hears the word and then hears worship and then leaves just looks like a normal church to me with just guess, a lot of issues i guess you, yeah. you you get what you want from it That's, yeah yeah literally oh. yeah man but anyway this whole documentary thing made me sad because i feel like i have a lot of love for real song i didn't know all the ins and outs and stuff like that because to be fair i don't really pay attention to um yeah, I don't really pay attention to all that stuff. I can't lie. I just mind my own business. Like you, I mind my business. Get my get what I need to get from church, and go home. Pray when I need to pray. I'm not a prayer with it, but you know, do my own thing, and that's that. But for someone I grew up in worship and stuff, it's just yeah, it was kind of sad to hear. And the thing that I asked myself was, and I wanted to ask other people anyway. Uh, it's like, what church do you think is next? But again. Like what you said, every church kind of has their own, you know, thing. I mean, I'm personally of the belief that I don't feel like you can have a mega church and then not be problems. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, I just cannot see it happening because... Okay, do you think mega churches are bad then? Because there's smaller churches that probably thrive even more. Yeah just in a sense of community and actually like love and family mm-hmm. so do you think mega churches are a bad thing because there's mega churches that stem from all different types of places even africa um there's so many nigerian mega churches and probably so many places but so do you think mega churches are bad i don't know i feel like they provide a service you get me so like it depends on what you're going there for like for me, who's just going there to like hear the word and then listen to like the worship and then leave, I feel like I get what I need. You get me. Um, but if you're someone who who's trying to form community and trying to, you know, look to others um, around you and take inspiration of others and kind of like even you you might find your husband there, you might find you know your whole friendship group there. Like yeah. that's when it gets kind of like difficult because then you have to like navigate you know or discern what's good and what's bad Mm. you get me you can't just be accepting of everyone because you're in a place that is a church and it's supposed to be yeah you know safe that it's okay to not accept everyone yeah 
Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like I battled all that for a long time. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I had to be friends with everyone. But, like, I just don't mm-hmm. value you. I don't like your personality. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um, but, yeah, for me, like, a mega church, you cannot escape the business side of it. But then you, me? you think that all mega churches, they pursue the business side. Like, because, oh, one thing that I didn't say, actually, they found out that um, Hillsong and a lot of their churches are under, instead of being like a non-profit uh, organisation, which churches are supposed to be under because it's a charity, right? It's mm-hmm. not a profit <clears throat> But a lot of their churches and universities are under uh, LL, LL, uh, well, LLCs, so a limited... Um, Private limited companies, companies. yeah. 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 Um, which kind of... I guess um, takes them up, up out of harm's way if anything was to happen to any of the churches or any of the any of the um, any of the universities where like there will be limited liability. They can't take any assets away from the the company or the churches. Sorry, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that they kind of flagged up. Like, why mm-hmm. are they LLCs? Why are they not non-profit organizations? Kind of thing. Like, what are they trying to prevent? Why yeah. are they operating as a business? But anyway, yeah, yeah, sorry. Go on, continue what I was saying. Yeah, as a mega church, you cannot escape the business side of it. You you oh, cannot. Wow. Because at some point, when you realize like your congregation is doing well and it's getting bigger and bigger, there's going to be some sort of opportunity where it's like, we can make money from this. You see what I mean? Like, whether yeah, it's why like my thing is why as a church why do you want to make money like what is your purpose are we not supposed to help others are we not supposed to expand the kingdom of god like are we Mm -hmm. what's what's the purpose why do you want to be a business well it comes to that like i mean some people want to self-sustain themselves over like being able to like help others yeah me so like there are pastors that get a salary there are many pastors that get salary. Do you, you get those, me? Do you think the mega church pastors, not even just Hillsong, but other churches, you know, there's like a lot, there's a lot of pastors, right, who are in, who are in designer goods, right? Do you think that they are then taking more than they should get from their salaries as a pastor? Because I don't, I'm not against uh pastors getting salaries i'm literally not against it because some pastors leave their day jobs just to do this full time and it's very demanding i'm not against it but do you think they they exceed their limit um i feel like in african churches i, I can tell you i don't know but i i have a huge feeling that yes they are what, and that's not oh 100% no <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely nowadays is in the top 10 you get me um uh that's not to say anything about bad against african churches um i just feel like there's just a lot of corruption in africa you know Um, i was even thinking about africa you know i was even thinking about the td jakes um the benny hins the them one there like yeah yeah okay actually like the thing is I can't say for certain if they get a salary. In my yeah. mind, they do. But even if they don't, they make money through, like, T.D. Jakes makes money through, um, tele, uh, you know, the telly evangelizing, the television evangelizing. Do they get paid for that? Bruh, they're not, they man are not putting themselves on TV for free. <laughs> <laughs> they're the one that are like... The works of God. I didn't know they were getting paid like that. Bruh. Bro, on God TV, they'll be saying pay twenty nine ninety nine. You know, oh, if you want to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to, you get never to make it peace, bro. You know, I feel like, do, uh, do you know what I was thinking? Yeah, it's like how is when we all go to Judgment Day, what's God gonna say to them? Because why are you selling water and calling it holy holy water and telling people <laughs> to buy it? There was one time I switched on to God TV and they were selling napkins that were anointed by like a prophet or something. And mad. they were sending them off to people. I said, like... Mad, mad, mad. No, what, what is God going to say to all of this? I can't lie. <laughs> but yeah, like, 
they're making they're making money like um what's his name mike todd yeah he has a couple books out now yet me he's, yeah, I think he's I been, yeah yeah so he's like whichever avenue they can make money off you know um they, they make money off music i don't know how much goes to the church but mm. yeah me at some point that's another question yeah that, that brings in a lot of revenue as well that brings in yeah of course like hillsong music are not are not or hillsong music bethel music elevation music they're not just making music so you can hear it for free but then they're they're making money shouldn't that be the initiative like shouldn't that be the the core value of like this is why we're doing it we're doing it for the grace of god not just to make funds or if anything pay for our you know, train, uh, not not train, sorry, I'm thinking about the UK, pray for mm-hmm. our flights <laughs> mm-hmm. so that we can come over and, you know, minister to you guys. Surely should be that, no? I think if you're somebody that does that, you are extremely selfless. <laughs> extremely are not, selfless. Are we not called to be selfless? That's we are. We are. Yeah. But being called and doing it, you know, very, very difficult. But then again, I, I say this and I'm not against Christian artists. I'm I'm really not. I, I love you guys and I feel like do your thing, get your money, get your peace together, 100%. Mm-hmm. But then th- shouldn't there be a line? Like, shouldn't... I don't know. Then it becomes a bit more performative, like, because you're practicing and you're obviously choirs and stuff need to practice, artists need to practice. But it's like, it's not necessarily, is it, is there a line to like being performative and it being worship or you serving God and it just being for your own uh, gratification? Like, is there not a line? I mean, but who's the judge of that line? That's the thing. Like, who's going to enforce that line? There probably should be a line, but who's going to enforce it? You get me? And that's what I'm saying. Like, when the business interests come into into religion, you cannot control who comes in. You get me? So, like, all right, if we look at at UK music, yeah? Yeah. Um, And when I say UK music, we look at black music, black UK, black British UK music, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning, you had the people who did music because they loved music. So like Skepta, Jamie, all them man there, you get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just love music. So even when, when it wasn't doing well, they were still making music because they just love music. You get mm-hmm. me? But now it's making well. I mean, now it's making money and it's doing well. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are, you still get them people like Dave who are, who love music. But now, you know, I could be like, yo. Music is making peas. Let me just try a quick thing and see if I can. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. And that's the same with Christian, like, fam, man, seeing, um, what's his name? Um, oh, I've fully forgotten my man's name. The guy from Maverick City. Um, Chandler. Chandler Moore. Yeah, massive Chandler. What? He's doing tours in Atlanta. He's doing tours in Houston. Yeah, yeah, let me jump on that real quick. You get me? Like, I've, I've got a. What I got a lyric for? What for the kingdom? Yeah, yeah. And my intentions are not, you know, my intentions might not be pure, but I still might have the talent to reach a lot of people. You get me? Yeah. And that's like, who controls that line? Who controls who comes in? Because as as Christians, anyway, we're always we're always like, yeah, everybody's welcome. Mm. Everybody's welcome. Or like, use your talents for God. So mm-hmm. I can convince myself that I'm using my talent for God. Yeah. Even though it's after money. Literally. Well, then that's what's scary. In this day and age, I I bet like our grandparents said it about their generation as well, but in this day and age, especially with the internet and everything else, like, it's scary because what's God going to say to all of us when, <laughs> <laughs> when judgment day comes? Like, what is he actually going to say? What is he actually going to say? Because that's what I'm scared for. And, um, yeah, I I hope I'm saying that sounds so bad. I'm gonna say I hope we get to see everyone tomorrow. 
Because there's certain people I want to see, but then at the same time, that's bad man. Because what if they see me and then it's just it's just a madness. But um, <laughs> no, but yeah, there's certain people that just like, especially like mega, like what we're saying about mega church leaders, um, the ones that have been proclaiming moving in the spirit or in the realm of God. Like what? Like I want to actually see what God actually says about you, or you know, like if what you were doing was actually correct because there's some things that i've i've seen and i'm like mm, no but then i have friends who are like no nah, this person's legit they're the one that duh, 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 duh. and even my own judgments on certain things have been questioned as well by other christians do you know what i mean so it'll just be interesting to actually see what happens on judgment day because there's a like we said well humans we mess up but there's a lot of mazelines happening left right center no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And then what if we're all wrong and the Muslims were right? <laughs> I'm going to have to ask, what? How was I supposed to know, bro? Like, come on. You know me and your homie. I'll be looking to all my Muslims. Come on, man. Hey, big on, man. man. Like, remember I'm when I bust you off five? Or just... Just, just talk to him for a sec. You know, just, just vouch for a man. No, it's actually bad, man. But yeah, um, yeah. What if? Okay, maybe um, Islam. But like, what if like Buddhism or like even the um astrologists that we've been like cussing out? What if they were right? Do you know what I mean? What I mean, but like, what's the end goal of their thing, though? I don't know. The manifestation. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The universe is right. Oh, I think they believe in reincarnation, or... I don't know. I could take that risk for astrology. You get me? Like, I don't think there's an end goal. Yeah, true. Yeah. Or if, oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just This life is so uncertain. But yeah, I just... I just want to know, like, what, what will happen in the end, and what will happen to like mm. these people that we know or we look up to in in different degrees, like, or different as- aspects of life. Like, what what will actually happen in the end? That's that's what I'm intrigued about. Like, that's what I'm interested. In. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. It's interesting, man. Yeah, talking. definitely. So we're going to leave it there.